Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Talking District 3 athletics week in, week out. Brandon Bainey joined as always by our District 3 expert, Logan Green. What's up, Logan? Hey, Brandon. Not much, man. Just, uh, you know, just trying to get some stuff done so we can go do some track and field this week. Yeah, we're pretty excited. Coming up uh, on Friday on IdahoSports.com, second year in a row, we will be broadcasting the DirectCom Invitational from Davis Field on the campus of Idaho State University in Pocatello. There's going to be uh, 40-ish teams there competing um, from 5A all the way down to 1A. It's going to be a pretty exciting time. Coverage will start uh, right at 10 a.m. Friday morning, and we'll go until uh, the last event of the day, Logan, which is one of my personal favorites, the 4 by one throwers relay. For all those throwers, they get to run a, a weight relay. It's a good time. Oh man, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that one before. So <laughs> that that should—I was not a track person, so I'll admit that. Um, so that should be fun to to watch. Um, hopefully, the weather cooperates. That's been the story of everybody's spring so far, and if you want to call it that, uh, here in Idaho, I think everywhere, um, just so. Hopefully we'll see what we get. We'll see what we get. Yeah, for sure. So uh, it looks like 36 schools is the official count. Three of which will be coming from the treasure Valley district three. We're going to have Bora from the five, a ranks come over. And then we will also have a pair of two, a powers in Napa Christian and Melba. So for me personally, I, you know, I live in East Idaho. I, I I'm excited to see some of these treasure Valley athletes come over and compete. Yeah, and we talked about Melba last week, right? And um, you can just repeat what we said last week about them, you know, if we wanted, or you can just go back and listen. They're all just a great athletes. They're on track, to, on track, pun intended there, uh, to do well through the rest of the season and the state tournament um, or the state meet, I should say. And, you know, I, I, I think these events are great, right? You get to go and compete against maybe some athletes you don't usually see. And I know that, Treasure Valley teams are really strong right now in what we've seen, right? And that maybe some of the best competition is already here, um, but there's also just great athletes around the state. And so being able to match up against them, uh, it only bodes well. And, you know, you get to meet more people and you get to miss school. So that's the, uh, that's the, that's the top of the cake, I think. Yeah, for sure. I'm so excited to see McCoy Richardson from Melba because he pretty much, either leads or is right near the top in all the events he competes in the 200, the 400, uh, the relays, the long jump. I mean, you name it. He is the high jump. He's cleared six foot two. I'm really excited to see the high jump Logan, because we're going to have um, the top four high jumpers from class two a, and they've all cleared six foot two or higher Braylon trip from Malad. McCoy Richardson from Melba, Christian Bush from Bear Lake, who won the high jump at last year's direct com invite. And then Seth Hall from Aberdeen, Logan has cleared six foot eight this year. Man. Yeah. (laughs) And he, he plays basketball, right? I feel like he's on, is he on the basketball team? Uh, yes. I feel like I've seen him play basketball in the past. Like Aberdeen came over here and played in a basketball tournament. 
um, at Hawaii that we did. And, and he was a fun player to watch then, and he could get up, and apparently he can get up and over a high bar as well. Yeah, so I think I think the boys' high jump is going to be a must-see event um, during our broadcast on Friday. Um, and then on the girls' side, you know, I'm looking forward to Kendall Clark, uh, Anna Schaefer, Hallie Arnold, Maya Young, all of these great athletes that Melba boasts uh, on the girls' side. Um, Kendall Clark, also in the high jump, uh, could be fun to watch. So, Yeah, again, I mean, we've seen, seen him play basketball, and now we get to see him do some other stuff, which is always fun. So uh, be sure to check that out. It's on Friday, and you can just watch it right here on the website. Yeah, by the time you're watching uh, this podcast on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or listening to this podcast on the IdahoSports.com uh, homepage or wherever you download your podcasts, by the time you're listening or watching to this, we'll, we'll have a post on the on the top of the homepage with all the details and info that you need to know. It's the 2023 DirectCom invite from Davis Field at ISU in Pocatello, Friday, 10 a.m., be there it's going to be a good time so um all right let's talk a little baseball and softball uh i figured we we have to start with the best pitching performance i've seen in the state so far this year it actually came last monday but it was very impressive nonetheless jewel bell from new plymouth throws a no hitter and was a walk away from a perfect game in a huge victory over marcin yeah, and just not only this year, but when this performance is just incredible. Not only that, right? She threw a new hitter, was a walk away, just that one walk from a perfect game. Um, the 18 outs, right? Three times six, three, you know, three outs per inning, six innings. Um, she had 18 strikeouts. So you can do the math. That's every single out that. Marsing had they struck out everybody struck out imagine that you just strike out after one after another after another after another and they didn't even put the ball in play right I mean that's what I deduct from that if if there was 19 batters one of them walked and 18 struck out that ball never went into the field of play and man if you're a first baseman heck of a game right there uh you don't have to do anything you just show up and go out there and have some seeds or whatever you want to do and uh I you know I see that week in and week out here with my son and his eight-year-old, nine-year-old baseball team where the ball never goes in play. Uh, but that's a little different. That is more poor pitching uh, than this is great pitching where, I mean, that I can't even imagine how hard that is to do, to strike out an entire team all game long. That it, that deserves all the credit that we can, that we can give. Yeah, I mean, this is simply incredible. Jewel Bell from... New Plymouth, and yet the Grimms as a team sliding a little a little bit in the standings because Nampa Christian just continues to really they came in with little fanfare and have been one of the pleasant surprises. They're three and one in the league, tied with Coal Valley Christian, um, but they're eleven and two overall. And in fact, uh, Coal Valley Christian uh, will play Nampa Christian next Wednesday. That game could decide the. Western Idaho Conference regular season title. Yeah, I mean, you you look at it, and right now they're they're sitting in a spot where New Plymouth, right? They have not beat. They did not. They they lost to Coal Valley Christian earlier in the week, right? And they lost to Nampa Christian. So they they've lost to the two teams, uh, quote 
above them and defeated the two teams below them, which, you know, is you beat who you're supposed to beat, you lose who you're supposed to lose to, so to say, right? Uh, They're right there in the middle, and they need to beat one of those other two teams, you know, Melba or um, Nampa Christian to get into that next level, right? I mean, they it is kind of crazy ever since that performance, right? Um, They ended up beating Bear Lake on Friday, but then lost four games. You know, they've lost five of their last six games. Uh, they played in that Glens Ferry tournament this weekend um, and, and lost to Malad, Westside, North Fremont, um, you know, and, and beat Bear Lake mixed in there. Uh, so kind of a tough weekend for them after a, a huge performance early in the week last week. Yeah. So we'll see if New Plymouth can get it straightened out. But for now, Napa Christian, Coal Valley Christian, Continue to be in the driver's seat there. Um, we had a lot of uh, District 3 athletes qualify for our heavy hitters list for softball from the past week, Logan. We had Marissa Puga from Wilder, Riley Bake of Fruitland. We had uh, Natalie McLonsich of Middleton. Uh, and you can tell me if I'm pronouncing that wrong or not. Uh, Lola, <laughs> Lola Crosby, Cole Valley Christian, and Allie Marion from Napa Christian. Pick one to highlight it's all it's 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 always tough right because again this list is not in this is the best this is the worst of the best um it's just in chronological order and 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 you know there are differences like if you let's just look at some examples right middleton um and natalie mclanchich hopefully that's right like you said um she she has a huge performance going four for five with a home run in a 13 to eight victory over Rocky mountain, who is one of those teams in the top half of the SIC. Um, that's a great performance. But then you look at Marissa Puga in Wilder who Wilder uh, they, they win 28 to one. And so a little bit different of a game got to go to the plate uh, five times, two triples, a double and was hit uh, three RBIs and three scores, three runs scored, you know, in the books, you might look at that and say that's a lot better uh, than, than what Natalie did, but you compare situations, and I think, you know, that can weigh in there. But uh, you know what? I'm going to take Marissa Puga. I, I just uh, – I think that's a great performance. 28-1, to 1, I don't care who you are to hit the ball that many times. That's impressive. Um, two triples, and I, we mentioned this last week, I think, or at least I said it, or maybe I said it to somebody else. I feel like a triple is the hardest it's the hardest base hit to get right that a lot of it has to go to the right spot a lot of things have to go right for you to get to third base only um and to get two of those in a game you know that that's some good hitting so we're gonna go there for the senior from wilder yeah especially in softball where the field is a little more condensed right. it's a little more scrunched together than in speed, baseball. speed to get to third base it's impressive Yeah, pretty impressive uh, for sure. So, all right, Marissa Puga from Wilder. And I will say that Wilder uh, got a 28-1 to victory over Notice. Big story there is Notice has a team. They had to basically punt all of their March games in an attempt to get enough players out for the team. Now, it's a lot of freshmen that are comprising this Notice roster, but I'm so glad to see that Notice was able to get enough girls together to have a team. Uh, Right. That was their season debut that game against Wilder and that was last Monday. So mid midpoint of April, but the fact that they were able to get enough girls and have a team, I thought was great. I'll, I'll admit, I didn't think it was going to happen 
And so I was pleasantly surprised to see Notice get some girls together because historically Notice has been a very strong softball program. Right. So, yeah, definitely good to see them uh, get that put together. Yeah. I mean, we'll keep an eye on the Lady Pirates of Notice as they continue to progress. Uh, I'll go with Lola Crosby, the sophomore from Coal Valley Christian. And if you want to see what all of the other athletes did uh, to qualify for our heavy hitters list, it's on the homepage at IdahoSports.com. You can check it out there. But uh, last Thursday, Coal Valley playing Weezer in a non-conference game. They get a 9-8 to walk-off win courtesy of Lola Crosby. She goes three for four, two doubles, five RBIs. And that fifth and final RBI was the walk-off in the bottom of the seventh inning. So Lola Crosby and Cole Valley walking off against Weezer. Way to go for the sophomore. Yeah, and even that's uh, taking down a class ahead of you, so to say. At least for now, for Cole Valley. <laughs> yes, Cole Valley will be a 3A team starting next year. And we and Weezer's no slouch. Weezer is ranked in the top five of the 3A softball coaches poll. So it was a good win for the Chargers, for sure. Yeah, they're definitely uh, uh, feeling it now. And I mean, the baseball team is also performing well. So a good spring sports season for Cole Valley all around. Yep. All right. Um, Let's take a quick look at the standings in softball, Logan. We talked about on last week's prep cast that we're going to get to a point in the season where there's there's just naturally going to be some separation um, between the top of the league and the bottom of the league. Where have you seen that? play out in the standings i mean you look at if we just start start from 5a right and trickle down we we kind of just talked about um we talked about the two a's just a minute ago with um through plymouth and melbourne and for christian all that but uh you know you'll you start looking at 5a and we talked about eagle right and they've kind of been the who we liked the best in that conference and and right now there they are they said it's seven and oh They've they've started to to come across a little bit of separation there. Uh, Middleton is next at six and one, uh, and then Timberline is right there next. Hawaii Capital Cuna, and I, I think that those are the those are the best teams. Those five those six teams. Um, I mean Middleton lost to Cuna and to Timberline. Those are their only two losses on the season, and both of those two teams are kind of right there in that mix. Um, those teams have one two. Um, losses. CUNA does have three, but then you start getting down and, and you've got like Rocky Mountain with four, Meridian, Boro with five. And I, so you, I, I think you're seeing the line right there around those top six. Um, you can throw Mountain View in there as well, but I think you've you've got a little separation there. Yeah, and the top Excuse five. <laughs> no, you're you're fine. The top five in the coaches poll this week, all five ASIC schools. <laughs> so I, I think the proof is in the pudding there. Yeah, and it's going to be a battle, right, to to get to state. Like, there's, I think, six, possibly seven teams, if you include maybe Mountain View into that mix. But I, I really think that CUNA, Capital, Waihee, Timberline, Middleton, Eagle, those six, I think that's the probably the line right there. And, uh, you know, those six going to be battling it out to, to earn a right to go to state and positioning because what, what's tough is, you know, I think any of those teams can beat up on each other. Now, obviously, Eagle has not lost in conference play, but Middleton has lost to teams below them um, in CUNA and Timberline. And, and Hawaii has played close games with some of those teams above them. So seeding is going to matter um, when it comes down to it. So winning as many games in the regular season as you can is extremely important. Yeah. So, Logan, can you tell me without looking of those five teams, 
that are ranked in the coaches poll from the SIC. Can you tell me of the the big six that we've identified, which one isn't ranked? Without cheating and looking? Yes. Yes. Uh, is it is it capital? No. No capital is ranked. I was just looking at it. And now I don't have a photographic memory. Obviously, Cuna uh, <laughs> was. It's 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 going to surprise you, Timberline. Timberline. Yeah, because I like I knew because Eagle was one, Middleton's two, and Awaihi is three. Is that correct? In the top, Awaihi uh, two, Middleton three. But okay, okay, three. yeah. Those so those three are the top three. But yeah, it's very surprising that Timberline not in the top five. And when we do the East Idaho prep cast later, I think we're going to have some opinions about Thunder Ridge not being ranked in that coach's poll either. Uh, Thunder Ridge pretty good this year, but that's another topic for another day. (laughs) And you look at, I mean, you look at Timberline, right? Their schedule. Um, They've got a couple of losses uh, thrown in there from like, they, they lost a capital. uh, One of those big, big six we were just talking about. They, they have lost to Bora um, Lewiston. Um, but then there they have their their last two times losing were to Eagle and CUNA. So really they're keeping it in that group, right? Of they're losing to teams that, that are in that mix. And but then at the same time, and you know, beating some of them as they beat Middleton, they beat Mountain View a couple weeks ago. And and you know, they they did beat Capital earlier in the year. And so so you know, it's not like they haven't done poorly they're just right there and they have a big game uh tomorrow thursday against hawaii with a chance to maybe make a statement there yeah huge opportunity there for for the wolves so uh as we go to 4a kind of the same thing right bishop kelly skyview emmett then there's that line in the sand and then it's everybody else those are kind of the top three yep and i mean that's we kind of talked about that last time and the 4a is both boy and baseball and softball kind of there's there's some clear separation of teams and i think that's about what it is you've got those top three bk skyview emmett and then everybody else just trying to catch up yeah and and bk to me is is still dangerous i call them the bomb squad because i've got so many players that can that can hit hit it and and leave the yard harper campanella especially uh the great senior um but if you look at they picked up a non-conference game with eagle that was postponed from earlier this year they played on monday night they only lost six to four to the best 5A team. Now they had played Eagle earlier in the year and lost 22 to six. So to me, pretty good improvement for BK as the season has gone along. They have basically rolled through untested. They have swept the season series with Skyview already, uh, 17, 13 and 21 to six last Friday night. And they've already taken the first game of the season series against Emmett 17 to seven. They play Emmett Thursday night. And if they if they win that, you can pretty much lock it up for Bishop Kelly. Yeah, I mean, I think that they they're on a step even above that because you were just mentioning mentioning they lost to Eagle by two right yeah. <laughs> earlier this week. But they their only other loss right you mentioned they lost to Eagle earlier earlier in the year, and then they lost by one to Hawaii. So three they're they're only they lost to Riverton, Utah. I don't know. I'm guessing they're a good team. That's just a guess. Um, <laughs> But their three Idaho losses come to the top two teams in 5A. Yeah, and, I will and two of you. those three by a total of what three runs. So, yeah. A quick glance at rip, the Riverton Wolves from Utah. They're eight and one. So yeah, okay. pretty good. So yes, 
<laughs> so I mean, let if you throw out the the twenty two to six game that 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 the Knights lost against Eagle, they have a, a seven to six loss to Hawaii and then a four to, a six to four loss to the Eagle. So two games separated by three runs against the best two teams in a classification above you. So yeah. BK looking uh, good. <laughs> same thing kind of in 3A, where Homedale is kind of in a tier of its own, right? They've won the past couple of 3A titles, 13-5 and five overall, perfect 6-0 and oh in the league. Then in the second tier, I would say, is Weezer at 4-2. and two. Then in the third tier, McCall Donnelly and Fruitland. Uh, the Vandals are 3-2. and two. The Grizzlies are 2-3. and three. Uh, They just played, or they are playing two nights. You know, they just played. And it was a slugfest Monday night. McCall Donnelly gets a 24 to 22 victory over Fruitland. <laughs> Just, uh, that sounds like a football score. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, and, and, it, and three, a is, I feel like it's, it's also got a step where it's, it's Homedale and then down, a, you know, down, maybe two or three steps as Weezer and then really down as everybody else. They've just, I mean, you look at the overall records and, uh, only four wins apiece for McCall Donnelly, Fruitland, Parma, and Payette. Just uh, um, Homedale kind of is in the driver's seat. Yeah, Homedale on a nine-game winning streak among the highlights, an 11-4 win over Weezer. Their next closest competition, they will play the Wolverines next Wednesday, the 26th, in Homedale. I mean, they win that. It's pretty much wrapped up. Yeah. Um, so Homedale continuing to play well. Uh, spoiler alert, there's going to be uh, at least one Trojan on our heavy hitters list next week, um, and you'll have to stay tuned for that. <laughs> Homedale has already turned in a pretty impressive performance on Monday night, a 10-0 win over Parma. Uh, we already talked 2A softball. Let's wrap up with 1A, where uh, things continue to be interesting at the top. You have a tie for first place right now between Glens Ferry and Vision Charter, dropping yeah. down from 2A to 1A. Vision Charter competing very well in their in their first season at the one A level, and then Greenleaf Friends very quietly as five and two as well. Yeah, and I I don't know when's a, when have we seen Vision Charter in this position, right? It's been a while, um, at least from in my poor memory that that we've seen them in this sort of position. There, they cracked the coaches' poll top five, even picked up some first place votes in that uh, poll this week, and you know I think they they fell to, to Greenleaf, but then that goes back to your Greenleaf comment, right? That that Greenleaf also a team that that needs to be considered in that conversation. Uh, they, they had a couple of tough losses early on in the season and then fell to Glens Ferry last week twice, uh, but then got back on the right path. And they they really took a division charter, a 12 to two win over a team that uh, picked up some votes in that first place position and vision charter though, on the opposite side, uh, you know, we talked about it early on. They beat Glens Ferry in eight innings, 20 to 19 uh, earlier in the season. And so they have that in their back pocket, right? They have that victory over, uh, over the pilots, right. Who seem to always be in the position of winning a state championship. You know, uh, they're always in that conversation. And, and so it's a big win looking back, uh, for Vision Charter, but Greenleaf right there as well on their coattails. Yeah, so it looks like looking back at the archives on IdahoSports.com, which 
which by the way is a cool feature you can do. Uh, you can click on a team schedule and you can look at their, their season results all the way back to 2009, the 2009, 10 season. So I know a lot of people use our site to research, um, you know, teams historically from the past. It looks like vision charter had softball for the first time in 2019, the spring of so 2019. They, so they're they've only been new. a team for four years. Yeah. And so they didn't play at all in 2020, COVID. obviously yeah. COVID. Um, but in 2019, they went two and 11, 2021, three and 14 last year, two and 14. So they had five career wins as a program in three years coming into this season. They've already surpassed that with just one season of play. And now they have seven and they're in the top five Yeah, <laughs> in the polls. Uh, that's a pretty good jump. Um, and uh, it wasn't like a, a buildup jump. It was like a slow step and then boom. Okay, here we are. Um, they've, they've played very well. They've taken advantage of what's been in front of them and done well. And they have 16 players on the roster. Now, I would say half of them are freshmen, sophomores, but 16 players, pretty good. And the coach, new coach this year, uh, Billy Lamatina, who also coached the girls' basketball team at Vision Charter this year. And so uh, he's done a tremendous job with this group of, of uh, girls at Vision Charter. It's been really yeah. fun to watch. They have two seniors. Is that what I'm seeing? No, they have a couple, about four seniors on their team. So still a pretty young squad. Yeah, four seniors and one junior, which is odd but and then the rest are underclassmen but it's working so keep it up vision charter it's really fun to see uh schools that haven't been in, in this type of situation before get there right. and achieve new things it's always fun to see so we'll keep an eye on that let's uh let's shift to baseball real quick like uh we had a lot of baseball players make our heavy hitters list from the treasure valley again i'll, I'll ask you to pick one we had henry downey from skyview lake and wilson from vision charter speaking of vision charter they're pretty good in baseball, too. Yeah. Uh, Bro Brock Spencer from Weezer, Robert Orlowski from Middleton. Uh, go ahead and pick one. Uh, I know I was looking at these earlier, trying to uh, trying to make a decision. Um, <clears throat> I, I I think um, I think I'm going to go Brock Spencer. Um, I just think you know you scored, you hit two homers in a game, um, in a conference game like that. I I think you. Uh, deserve that. I mean, you, you look at Robert Orlowski though, and, and you go four for four uh, and you score every time and you steal three that that's a tough performance, but I like uh, Brock Spencer uh, leaving the yard twice um, in, in that win over McCall Donnelly. Yeah. And Brock Spencer, one of the very few players that are back from uh, last year's Weezer team. It was a very <clears throat> senior heavy team that we, we got to see at state Logan. They, they got mm -hmm. to state and played well and, uh, Brock Spencer was an everyday starter as a sophomore, now kind of one of the leaders as a junior. So, yeah, two home runs and a 14 to four win over McCall Donnelly last week. Um, I'll go with I'll go with Orlowski from Middleton. You kind of already said what he did. But uh, to me, he all he's, you know, for as good of a hitter as he is and he, he's on our heavy hitters list. I think he's an even better pitcher, to be honest. He, he really can do it all for that Middleton team. Yeah, and Middleton just uh, seems to be on a roll right now in baseball, and you know he's one of the reasons why, right? I mean, Middleton. Uh, <laughs> right now, you look at them and you say, does anybody have a better um, baseball plus softball combination in the state right now between their 
the two programs, right? Um, I'm sure you could find some others, but they've got to be up there in that conversation. I mean, the Vikings right now, 7-0 and in conference play, 16-2 and overall. Uh, two of those losses came against conference teams, but just non-conference games, um, if, if I'm correct. Uh, maybe I'm not, but they lost to, I think it was Eagle and Hawaii um, by a combined three runs. But outside of that, um, they have not lost. Yeah. Um, Orlowski, of course, is uh, going to University of Texas, San Antonio, Division One program, the Roadrunners. He's going to be a pitcher. Um, he's got kind of that high leg. You know, he brings the leg way up in his pitching delivery. Um and he it and because of that, you know, he gets late deception on his pitches. It's harder for the hitters to pick up, I think, uh, mm-hmm. because of his delivery. So, uh, anyways, Robert Orlowski is going to be so much fun to watch, uh, and has been. I mean, he's been doing this now for like, you know, three plus years at Middleton. Is his great career is coming to a close. So, um, yeah, let's take a look at the standings real quick in baseball, where. Are we seeing the same separation or are things still kind of muddy Um, at the 5A level? You kind of touched on it. It is uh, Middleton playing pretty well, um, 7-0 in league play, 16-2 overall. Why he is right on their heels, though, and the Storm are, of course, the defending 5A champs, um, 2-1. Middleton got that win. Yeah. That's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they, they they it was a a grinder, and I mean they played again, like we mentioned, a non conference game earlier in the year, and that one was four to five. So both it's a wash, right? Middleton and Hawaii, you know, aggregate between the two of them, they're they're tied, and I think those two are just are neck and neck, and it, it you know, Eagle did beat Middleton as well. Um, they're going to get a rematch next week on Tuesday. And so we'll see how that one goes. But if you look at the standings, I mean, Middleton on top, Middleton and Hawaii are one, two. And I think maybe you could even say one A and one B. Like, really, they, <clears throat> so far it's them. Rocky Mountain is next at five and three. Uh, and Middleton took care of business against the Grizzlies nine to two last week. Uh, so, you know, j- just looking at that, what what they've been able to do. Um, I, I think those two teams are in a, in a class of their own. And then you've got um, some other teams with three, three losses. And then I think you start to, to drop down in that. And I, I, so I think, you know, again, if we, if we look at the top six, I think that will end up being the top six, Middleton, Hawaii, Rocky, Bora, Eagle, Cuna. Yeah. Um, it, it's still a little muddy there as we get closer to the middle. Uh, yeah, for sure. Four ASIC. Skyview six and one in the league, 13 and three overall. They beat Bishop Kelly last Friday night uh, by a six to one score. They swept the season series with BK. The biggest stretch for Skyview is coming up their next two games, Friday, the 21st at Columbia next Tuesday, the 25th at home against Columbia. So they've got the cats coming up twice and back. I feel like that's probably going to decide the regular season title. Now, Emmett is still in the race. Sky, you did beat Emmett 10 to one, and then they play Emmett in the regular season finale. But to me, it's these next two games, Skyview, Columbia, and they're, you know, they're in the same, are they in the same school district, Logan, or are they, they're both uh, in Nampa. Yes. I, I think they're both Nampa school. Yeah. Cause it's Nampa 
Skyview and Columbia Nampa school. Cause they're not that far apart from each other. Right. Really. This is a big rivalries. That. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, to go back to back, that's always fun. Um, Columbia did stumble and, you know, if I'm Columbia, I got to watch out. Right. Um, I, you know, they're, they're still in great shape. Like we've talked about them. They're, they're a good team. They should be at state and should be a contender to win it. I think, um, but but you throw in a couple weeks ago, right? We talked about it. They they got upset by Caldwell, right? And, and then on Tuesday, so last night, they fell to Bishop Kelly six to five. And so all of a sudden now they have two losses. If they were to lose both of those games to Skyview, then all of a sudden Bishop Kelly now uh, in that convert, they're going to, you know, if Bishop Kelly were to win, again, this hypotheticals, right? All of a sudden, those two teams are are tied right there with four losses. So uh, it's critical for, I think, more so for Columbia to at least split that series, so to say, series uh, with Skyview over the next few weeks. Yeah, and Columbia's got to really be lamenting how that game went down last night. The The Wildcats had a 5-1 to one lead after four innings of play, Logan. They would not score again. Bishop Kelly, Bishop Kelly scores once in the bottom of the fifth to make it five to two. They scored three times in the bottom of the sixth to tie the game at five. It goes to extra innings, bottom of the eighth, Knights walk it off. So that's a yeah. gut punch of a way to lose for Columbia. Yeah, pretty much held the lead most of the game. And then <clears throat> just to have it kind of slip away there. And really, I mean, it, it does make a big difference because you've got those two games of Skyview coming, and you can't, you now can't afford to lose both of those. And really, there's there's no room for error the rest of the way. I mean, they between that they've got Valley View, Ridgeview, uh, and then a rematch with Caldwell, um, who obviously we've seen them be able to beat beat Columbia. So you, you just never know. There's just no room for error now for Columbia. Yeah, you said the word error. The the winning run for Bishop Kelly was unearned, which means it came at the expense of a, a fielding error by Columbia, their only fielding error of the game in the eighth inning as well. So that's just a tough yeah, way brutal. to go. Yeah, that's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, 3A, if we look at the Snake River Valley Conference, uh, Fruitland and Payette are the two lead teams. Fruitland 6-0, 12-2-1 oh, overall. Payette at five and one. Now we saw Fruitland coming. I'll be honest. I thought Homedale would be better. They're they're nine and seven. They're three and three. They just lost to Parma on Monday. Sean Powers really held the Homedale bats at bay, and Parma's kind of lurking at two and four. Um, but we we touched on Payette last week, but they continue to just go out and rack up the wins. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it. They have a one. They they lost by two runs to Nampa Christian, who's obviously very good. We'll talk about them in a minute, and just one a one run game to Fruitland. And then since then, I mean, they beat, let's go, you know, why not? Let's beat Weezer who made it to state last year. And we just talked about them playing well. And then they beat Melba, who is a really good team at the two way level who actually just beat Nampa Christian, right? If you want to do this circle of who beat who and who beat who, but um, I mean, Payette, all of a sudden you look here at the back end of the schedule and they are going to be, you know, outside of, Maybe that game against Fruitland and then the game at Homedale, they're gonna they're gonna be fate. You know, if there were you know Vegas lines on these games, I think I think the Pirates would be favored. And and right now, based on what they've done, this is a team that I think legitimately has a shot at state. And to 
to do well there. Like from what we've seen, how they've been able to compete with good teams. Like this is not a, there's not a team that maybe would get there and just be happy to be there. I, I think they have a legit shot at, at playing in that winner's bracket on day two. Yeah. They've got a really dynamic freshman. Uh, I, I believe it's Jay Jason Silva. Uh, but, but either way, he's, he's all over the place. He pitches a little, he, he runs the bases extremely well. Um, and he's only a freshman for Payette. So yes. Um, Payette hosts Fruitland next Wednesday. So we'll, we'll find out that game could decide the regular season title. They still have a trip at the end of the year to Homedale too. That's right. kind of tricky, I think. Um, but Payette keeps rolling. Um, two a baseball Nampa Christian has stumbled a little bit here recently. Now they're still in first place. They're 11 and three overall. They're four and one in the league, but they come in now on a two game losing streak. They lost to Wendell at the Glens Ferry wood bat tournament on Saturday, four to one. And then they just lost on Monday night to not Cole Valley Christian. Who's in second place, not North star charter. Who's been playing well, but they lose to Melba four to three. And so now they're on a two game losing streak ahead of a game with North star charter tonight, yeah. the 19th. Yeah. And they have a brutal stretch, Brandon, you know, looking at what Nampa Christian, we, you mentioned uh, North star charter, but then Friday it doesn't get any easier when they play Fruitland. Of course, that's not a conference game, but still, uh, you know, you're, that's four tough games in a row for them, and they still have to play Coal Valley Christian and Melba down the stretch. So it is a tough schedule right now on dock for Nampa Christian and uh, not a position we've seen them in lately over the last few years, right? Usually they just roll through everything and there's no questions asked. But right now, you know, still sitting in first place and still until you somebody knocks them off, I'm not going to bet against Nampa Christian. Uh, but a little bit of competition ahead of them, maybe uh, sniffing some blood in the water and maybe an opportunity to take advantage here over the next few weeks. Yeah, plus they have a non-conference doubleheader with that Wendell team that just beat them as well. So um, first-year coach Jake Allen taking over for the uh, retired Mark Harris. And now for the first time you know, we've seen in a, in a couple of years, Napa Christian, a little bit of adversity. I think this is a good thing for them. And I think ultimately they'll figure it out and be fine. And, you know, we're yeah. talking about a one run loss, right? R- right. Know. And I don't think, I, again, it's like, I don't want to, I would never bet against them to not just be right back. I just think other teams, maybe, you know, you just saw them run, run rampant through things in the past. I think maybe now you see other teams saying, Hey, we can, we can compete here. Uh, maybe we've got a shot. And another wild game that that game with Melba Napa Christian had a two nothing lead going to the top of the seventh. They bring in Landon Mills to basically try and close it out. I I think, and he ends up not retiring anybody. He doesn't get a single out, gives up three runs. Melba scores four in the top of the seventh to take a four to two lead. And then Napa Christian steals one back in the bottom of the seventh and they almost tie it up, but they come up just short. So kind of like Columbia, they give away the lead late. Yeah. And and again, when you do that, it just leaves you now no room for error. That was your quote error, right? Um, That, that you were given. And now you, you just can't do it twice because there are some teams right there on your tail with only two losses. And uh, you know, let's just say they, 
they went out and Melba wins out and then they meet that last game of the regular season and Melba wins all of a sudden Melba is that top seed. Um, and so, you know, a lot can happen over the last few weeks, a lot of tough games for both teams. Uh, we'll see how it shakes out, but I just think that there is um, definitely some competition that Nampa Christian maybe hasn't faced in the past. Definitely. So uh, we'll keep an eye on all of that. And then we go to the 1A ranks where Vision Charter, unlike the softball team, which is currently sharing the spotlight with Glenn's Ferry, Vision Charter's baseball team under the direction of Coach Caleb Wilson all alone in first place. They are 7-1 and one overall and 7-1 and one in the conference. And they have already played, you know, some of their more difficult games. They, they've played Glenn's Ferry twice and split with the Pilots. Um, they played Gem State Tuesday night and won 15 to four. Gem State had gotten off to a hot start. They've cooled off a little bit. Really, the defining stretch of the season, I think, is going to come at the very end when they play Garden Valley twice. Yeah, they've got Garden Valley and Horseshoe Bend mixed into that. And, and you know, um, those two teams just seem to always put out good products. Now, some years they've been combined, um, but separate this year. And, and, yeah, that's a that's a tough back end of the schedule, but you've played well against what you had in front of you. They they also took care of business against Rimrock, another team uh, that is always in the mix as well, and and they've been getting it done. So Vision Charter, both baseball and softball. I you know I mentioned Middleton. I guess I should go back and mention uh, Vision Charter in that conversation of teams that have that one two punch in baseball and softball. That uh, right now they they seem to to have it rolling in both both games both. Both both sports, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's eerie how similar the rosters are. Softball roster, 16 players, four seniors, one junior, the rest underclassmen. Baseball roster, 17 players, five seniors, one junior, the rest underclassmen. Eerie. It's pretty yeah. similar. <laughs> yeah, they've got uh, – it's funny how that works out, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I think uh, – They've got a, another good shot, a chance to maybe mix things up. And again, we talked uh, many times about uh, the struggles of 1A softball when it gets or baseball when it comes to state tournament time. And could Vision Charter be a team this year that they can clearly hit? And I think that's that's one of the you know things is you got to be able to hit. Look at look at the runs scored the last few games for them: 15, 25, 19, 20, 12. 25 16 that you know outside of their 10 to 5 loss to glens ferry the first game of the year they have scored no less than 12 runs a game yeah and i i said this on the north idaho prep cast i just don't know if district three is there yet yeah to, to compete with the white pine league um i would love to see it i just I just don't know if they're quite right. there yet. Um, but but we keep saying every year, oh yeah, number one seeds are going to win all the games in the NCAA tournament. And Purdue lost this year, so yeah, maybe this is the year somebody from District Three gets. Yeah, it, it just takes one game, right? right? You rattle a pitcher, you get them off their game, and and I don't know the games gamesmanship. I'm just going off last year, Brandon. Right? We did. Who was it in the first? Kimberly, right? Heavy heavy favorite at three A. And uh, I can't remember who they were playing in that first round. Fruitland. They were, Fruitland. And uh, they got a lead, right? And they took out their pitcher, um, said, hey, we'll, we'll use them in the next round. And uh, then all of a sudden, Fruitland comes out and, uh, and takes over and wins the game. See, you know, championship run over for you. And you, you wonder, will somebody 
do something similar and say, hey, we're going to save this guy for tomorrow. We're going to go out and, and we're going to use somebody else today. And then you catch a vision charter who can score 25 runs in a game and they just come out and light it up. And then you say, well, oops. And then you might win your next two by, you know, in resounding fashion, but you, you slept on somebody, I, you know, that's, that might be what it takes to have it happen. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. And I can't wait until the state tournaments arrive uh, again, idahosports.com will be broadcasting every single pitch of every single state baseball yeah. tournament. So yeah, it, we'll have video of everything should yes. be awesome. It should be uh, fun. And, and, you know, I'll just give my plug. If you have a business and you want to be involved in our broadcasts of the state baseball tournaments, just, just let me or Brandon know. Um, we'd love to get you set up with that. And it's just a great way because these are all completely free broadcasts, video. You know, we have a play by play guy, a color commentator. We got, we got it all. Like these are not uh, just, we're just throwing something together real quick so that we can do it. This is, we're doing it right. And so, uh, you know, if you want to be a part of that coverage, just, just reach out to us. We'd love to have you on. Yep. Brandon at IdahoSports.com. My email's on the screen and it's Logan at IdahoSports.com as well. All right, Logan, rest up. We got to do a track meet on Friday. You ready for yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to break my big coat back out. I keep putting <laughs> it away and pulling it back out and putting it away and pulling it back out. And it uh, uh, looks like maybe, hopefully, whatever precipitation comes early and then clears out for the rest of the day. And that uh, we'll, we'll be excited to see our uh, Bora, Nampa Christian, and Melba. Um, communities out there at the race. Be sure to stop by and say hello um, to us if, if you're there. Yeah, we're going to be running around all over the place on Friday at the DirectCom invite, 10 a.m. on IdahoSports.com from Pocatello. All right, uh, until next time, thanks for tuning into the Treasure Valley Prepcast. For Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.